Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lucas Hyde podcast. It is time for the long cast, and today's episode is episode 48 with Jimmy. Had a lot of fun talking with Jimmy. Uh, we talked a lot about self improvement stuff today, uh, and I thought it was a pretty good episode. And then I cut it off right as we were talking about uh, like spending time by yourself as well as uh, spending time with others and how he does that really well. So it was interesting to have him on and kind of talk about those things and break them down. Uh, thanks for coming on again, Jimmy. And this is part one, so part two will be out next week. All right, without further ado, here is episode 48 with Jimmy. Well, how's it going, my man? It's going pretty good. Just pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. You know, I've had a good summer, uh, but it's definitely not been my best summer yet. Really? It's been some ups and downs. Um, Your best summer's ahead of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ups and downs. Yeah. It's just been a lot of, I felt like a lot of um, personal stagnation over the summer. That can happen. Um, just spent a lot of time doing... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of wasted time this summer, I felt. Yeah, it's weird. That can happen. Yeah. I feel that. You always need something. You need goals. Yeah, and I just didn't have, any, didn't have anything to work towards this summer. Yeah. That, that might be good then to add something next summer. Because this is your first full summer as a, yeah, as a college, as a, as a student, college right? student. It was the uh, first summer. Well, I did, I did something earlier in the summer. I did the summer classes. That's good. Um, but then once those were done, I was like, well, I did the summer classes, so I'm not going to do anything else. And that was definitely a mistake. Yeah. I mean, um, the only way you're going to find out is from learning, though. You always True. you don't always have to do school stuff too. You could do like physical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Say. I mean, I definitely I definitely spent a lot of time working out this summer. That's good. Um, so you didn't com- Peloton. Yeah. So you didn't completely waste your time. No, no. I, you but didn't I just sit down and waste away. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But I, I definitely don't think that I am. I don't know. Like my the during college, I felt myself changing so rapidly. Yeah. And just like improving myself, I, I notice improvements month to month. Yeah. And I just haven't noticed that same. It's also same too keep up over summer. Yeah. I mean, starting college is such a big change. Like the amount of change that you're going to go through in such a small period of time, especially in the beginning, is so staggering yeah. that com- the rest of the changes that you go through might not seem as much. And there's a great book. It's called the book of uh, the Art of Mastery. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talk about this. They say when you start improving, and you can kind of look at yourself as a person like this, right? So especially when you're young, this happens is you really develop really fast. And it might not seem really fast because you're still young and you don't have the perspective. Like same, I, like I'm 24, yeah. but I mean, old guy, I, <laughs> old. <laughs> but I just don't have the perspective. So the changes that I'm making seem fairly fast, but with, within reality, they're kind of incremental or. Depending, they seem slower now. They seem slower now, but they're happening fast, actually. Yeah. Uh, and the art of mastery, it says you're going to have these when you when you try to master something. And in this case, if we're talking about just you, like yourself, mastering who you are and what you want to be, then you're going to have these ups, or you're going to have these ups. You can have a couple downs, but then as you get older and as you kind of improve a little bit more, you're going to have these big long plateaus. You kind of have to get used to that. You have yeah. to love the plateaus. Yeah. Because it's all about settling into the groove. Yeah. You know, not not necessarily a rut, but a groove. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think I was able to find my, my plateau this summer that I was comfortable at. Yeah. It was a, it was definitely a plateau that I was like, well, I'm mm-hmm. not happy with this. Yeah. And I definitely wish it was something different. Yeah. But I mean, you need those. 
Yeah. You need yeah, those. definitely. Because I'm definitely now more motivated than I ever have been to go to school. Yeah. More motivated to like get back into the gym, get back yeah, just to, good. to the social scene. Yeah, you need those. You you need to have those moments where you're you're down. They, yeah. So uh, Aubrey Marcus tweeted out a good time where he, he said uh, on a um, – I'm name dropping really early here. <laughs> there, uh, he said really um, – you have to look at your, your life. Your life is like seasons. You can't always be spring and summer. You got to have fall and winter. Mm. You know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So even emotionally, like you've got to yeah. have these ups and downs. Or you don't necessarily have to, I mean, you do. It's just yeah. natural. It's what's going to happen in life. But I'm kind of learning that's something that I've been working on is this real evenness, finding yeah. that not too much up. And this is the most I've had it is probably recently. Is this mm. summer? This summer I did a lot of work. Yeah, you you, you went ham. Yeah. I, oh, really? I, I did. <laughs> I was, I've done a lot. Of, I, I've just learned a lot about myself this summer. That was something mm-hmm. I did, especially being out of school because I got over that. I had a big rut earlier in the year. Yeah. And I got over that. And how's your head how's your head now? Totally fine. Oh, that's awesome. Totally fine. That's awesome. Uh there is the worries in the back of my head as like what are are there any significant lasting effects? Mm. Just because it's your brain. Um but I honestly I don't think so. I think there's yeah, there's avenues to recovery. Even if you did know the answer to that question. Yeah. What would you do about it? I think there's stuff you can do. That's the you thing. Think so? the, the, you can take like taking a good fish oil every day is helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keeping inflammation low, and you might ha- I might have to make some diet adjustments. Like I've mm-hmm. kind of I've, I've adjusted my diet a lot. Mm-hmm. I've really toned down uh, meat. I almost eat no red meat now, oh, but it's not because I'm against red meat. Yeah. You've heard me talk about this before. Is I <laughs> there's a very famous study where they say red meat is bad for you, uh, but they <laughs> they pumped the mice full of grain and then fed them red meat or something like that, <laughs> and then looked at their hearts. <laughs> so I think there's other studies on it, but that was just a, a funny one that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not an expert, uh, but it really depends on the type of red meat you're eating and how healthy it is, which is hard nowadays. Uh, I mean, it's not necessarily difficult to find it, but if you don't have the knowledge, then you won't be looking for it in the right places. Yeah. And so then it can be problematic. Mm-hmm. And so not just that, but I just don't, for some reason, I just don't like, I feel so heavy after I eat it. it just yeah, yeah. It's dense stuff. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's dense. It's dense. Big protein. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Big protein. Had too much protein, I think, yeah. right? Like uh, you can't usually digest all that protein. Uh, so it's, the. I mean, there's different numbers on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from podcasts that I've listened to like a long time back, uh, bodybuilders, I believe it's somewhere between 1.2 or 1.4 to 1.8 grams per pound of protein you want to eat. Oh, wow. When realistically, Ben Greenfield, I think, broke it down. The name drops continue. <laughs> but uh, Ben Greenfield broke it down, and he said um, that realistically, you can only really absorb 0.8 grams of protein per pound. Uh, just you, Everything beyond that is, one, it can be, I believe it spikes your blood sugar a lot, so you yeah. got to be careful of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just don't, I don't think... I need for what I'm doing. I don't need as much protein. I think it's still yeah. important to find protein. So I'm right now. I'm pretty plant based. Yeah. Which well, I guess you're not doing a ton of lifting, right? No, I, I lift uh, three times a week. Yeah. Three times a week, and it's pretty heavy. It's pretty intense lifting. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, I'm not on super heavy weights. What was that? Not super heavy weights. Uh, 
on my legs, I'm doing pretty heavy weights. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't actually, I should have my numbers, but I haven't been writing down. I've just been going and working out and feeling like seeing what's right. Yeah. Uh, but I've really amped up my working out recently. That's something like I'm, I'm destroying my body now. Like just, <laughs> I'm just looking to literally destroy my body till it can't move. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. how you get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what I'm looking for is I'm looking to go. So I'm running, I'm running every other day. And I'm running long, yeah. Uh, for me, at least, you know yeah. me. I hate. I fucking hate running. Well, everybody hates running. Yeah, it just takes so much time. Keep that yeah. a little closer to you. You can you everybody can pull it. Running. Just grab it. Yeah, I'll grab it. Yeah, you just grab it, and pull it, yank pull it. it, yank it. Yep. <laughs> you got to let it know who's boss. <laughs> yeah. You got to let the mic know who's boss. <laughs> You'll see me. I'm I'm all up kissing this mic. Yeah, seriously. You know, I let this mic know. I I, lo- yeah. I love I love this mic. I mean, I'm getting pretty close with it right yeah, now. You have to. <laughs> no, but um, so I'm running. Uh, so. so the people listening won't know this, but I run all, all the way up to Boot Road, mm-hmm. and then I run back. But I do, yeah. I mean, that's probably like a five mile run. Yeah, I do that. Five, six miles, maybe, because it's a mile to the back of the neighborhood. Yeah, and then right? I run, and then it's like one point five all the way down. Yeah, on the on the gravel road. Oh, interesting. Road. I run all the way down to Boot Road, and then I run all the way back. And what I do is I take the long way in here, and then mm-hmm. today I did down to Boot Road, down to the path, down to here back over down the chester valley trail yeah that was probably like a seven mile run though. yeah dude ugh, that so, probably sucked it was, it was pretty hot today too it was fucking great i have a i have a mantra now so mm. i've been working so i've been listening to you can't hurt me by david goggins mm-hmm. uh, i talked about this on the podcast that's coming out before yours with marvin so people are gonna be hearing about it all the time <laughs> but it's uh just like how to own your brain like not let your brain own you so how can you own your brain yeah, well, it's all, I think it's all about making yourself uncomfortable and just kind of having to deal with that uncomfort. Yeah, like, that's a big part of it. Just getting used to being yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Because nothing really happens, nothing good happens when you're comfortable. Yeah. It's, that's one thing I'm learning is, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, is I really just don't want to be, like, I just don't want to be happy all the time. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah, happy is fun for a little bit. For a little bit. <laughs> And being sad is not fun, yeah, well, right? Well, it's always it's like you were talking about earlier. The cycles of life. It's like yeah. being happy all, all the time is not Realistic. super normal. Yeah, nobody. It's not normal. <laughs> yeah, no. The only people that are happy twenty four seven are like super stupid. Yeah, people. they need a brain scan. Yeah. <laughs> they they missed a couple subjects. Yeah, possibly. Um, and I, the thing is, too, it's, it's not fun being sad all the time either. But I think the thing is, is if you're striving to be happy all the time you're going to be sad a lot of the time too. Yeah, well there's a there's a Kanye quote. It's like there can't be no sun without the shade. Yeah. It's true. You know, and it's like there there's like there's nothing really more facts, to than that Kanye. because like facts. Kanye's spitting facts all the time. He also likes Tokyo Ghoul. Huh. Great anime. Yeah. Wow. I heard that from Andrew and Andrew Andrew wanted to say <laughs> he said I'll pull up the tweet for you and I said, "Oh no, I believe you." Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Kanye was also a pretty big fan of Spirited Away. Spirited Away is one of the best movies ever. Yeah. That's just yeah. a great movie. Have you seen it? I've not seen it yet. You no. have to watch it. I'm definitely going to get it in. I mean, I have such a newfound appreciation for anime. After, after the Boku no Wiener Betweener. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a seriously intense anime. It's so it's so crazy how like... It's actually a Boku, <laughs> Boku no Hero Academia. Yeah. So My Hero Academia. It's a... Uh, oh, I love anime. It's the only thing I... When I sit down and watch TV, it's one of the only things I watch now. Yeah. Other than sports. But. Yeah, it's just, it's so cool how it's like they really don't um, make any excuses for the plot. It's like everything is well thought out. That's everything's good. It's everything's important. deliberate. 
everything has a purpose. Like every single, every every single line, every single character says has a purpose yeah. in character development or something like that. Yeah, um, and it's just like it's unlike any show I've ever seen because they have to be efficient not only with their like the lines and dialogue and stuff, but also like just think about how an anime is made. You know, it has yeah. to be hand drawn yep. or like computer drawn, but still somebody has to sit there. Yeah, it takes a lot and of draw time. it. So in designing an anime, you have to be pretty cautious about like yeah. how difficult each scene is to draw mm-hmm. and like where you can recycle frames and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting to see the strategies of uh, all of the kind of like cost cutting and things that these giant animation firms do yeah. and still how they're able to use great storytelling techniques yeah. to not have a lackluster story. Oh, there's so much feel. Yeah. Anime just gives you feels, man. Yeah, it does. It's, it's crazy. It's like we were watching anime last night and we we're like getting goosebumps. Yeah. It's re- anime is really good. It's uh, also too. I think it's part of this language factor for me. Is just the reading, and then just it's almost like because I can't understand what they're saying, and I have to read it, and I have to listen. It's almost like I'm just getting a feel for what they're saying and the yeah, way no, they. That's say exactly it. it. That's exactly it. Is because it's like when you talk to somebody normally, right? You're interpreting their words and how they're saying their words. Yeah. But with anime, it's only how they're saying their words. Yeah. Because you can't understand them. I know. And there's just... Uh, you can just have so many emotional moments. But uh, what, I actually had David talk about this a little bit. He did not come on the podcast. I want to have him come on. My first podcast ever, actually, was recorded with David. Really? We did, uh, yeah, it was called... Uh, what was it? <sighs> Sensei and Friends. <laughs> Sensei and Friends. Because it, it was an anime podcast. It was oh, an anime. That, that, okay. We did like two episodes, but I didn't have an avenue for publishing it. And I put it like on SoundCloud and then I realized you had to pay for SoundCloud. That was my first try <laughs> at doing a podcast. It was pretty good. It was fun. Um, it got a couple hundred listens. Oh. And then uh, Sensei and Friends Anime Club or something like that. But uh, it was it was a thing that I wanted to do with David before I decided to, I was like, I should just do my own show. Yeah. Yeah. Like I should just, I want to record a podcast. I should just call it the Lucas High Podcast. Yeah. I didn't know what to call it. That was the biggest thing for a long time. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, I want to I mean, have it, one, but what am I going to do? I definitely wouldn't know where to go with the name because it's like you don't want to you don't want to pick some yeah handle or something to go by, and then because it's it's not like you're pretending to be somebody else, like in a video yeah. game or something. Mm-mm. So it's much different from yeah. developing like a video game username or something like that. Yeah, I want to touch on that. I want to touch on that, but. Real quick, David, he was telling me, he goes, when you watch the big animes, you can tell how good the next season's going to be, how good the fight scenes are going to be by how long the filler is. Yeah. Because if the filler's really long yeah. and it's really shit, it's because they're putting all their budget into drawing the fight scenes. And yeah. that's what takes forever. It's actually, it's not really the uh, the in-between scenes and stuff like that. It's the yeah. fight scenes. Yeah. They take because, forever to animate. Because every single frame has to be unique. Yeah. So with a lot of the filler, the frames can be the same for yeah. about two or three like the frames can just repeat themselves because it's just like a, a character Talking. sitting there thinking. Yeah. Right? That's a lot of things animes do too is they have a lot of internal dialogue so characters I don't love, have to move their mouth. I love internal dialogue. Yeah. It's so hype. Yeah. And I love it. But it's like you never see that in like a live action because, yeah. you know, people can talk for free. Yeah. And doing that that voiceover is a, a very clever way to save time animated. Yeah. Because you can just shoot a still of or like have that still picture of somebody's face yeah. with that voiceover going and it's like that that picture's moving basically. Yeah, I mean that's all you really needed then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what was the other point? Oh, the show name. Yeah, I just didn't want to. The biggest thing for me, and then we'll get back to anime. Or I'm jumping all over the place. We'll figure it out. It happens sometimes. We'll get through it. I just don't want to lose the loose ends. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's impossible not to lose some of them. <laughs> no, I know. 
I know I was talking, I was talking about this, but, uh, so when I started the show, I was like, okay, well I want it to be me. I want it to be my thing. And I don't want it to be, I don't want to, I don't want to be like the fitness show. Cause I was really interested in fitness at the time. Not that I'm not interested in fitness, but I'm, I don't, but this, this show is a lot more than just fitness. Oh yeah. It's way more than fitness. And well, I mean, I don't talk about much about fitness anymore other than my own. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to like, I don't consume as much fitness content as I used to. Like yeah. I've, I found what works. For, like I, I know what I need to do, you know, like I, I outsource my, my training regimen mm-hmm. for fitness because I just get decision fatigue. And also I don't know. It's definitely, I don't have a good idea of like, what is the best workout to do on this day? So it's really yeah. nice for me to just have a program that I follow by people that I know do good programs, but like the nutrition stuff, I know what I need to do. Yeah. Like I, I know what I need to eat. I know what I don't need to eat and I know when to eat. Like I, I've done all that, you know, yeah. I figured that all out for myself. So it's hard. <laughs> like it, when you see what kind of works for yourself, sometimes it's hard to get, it's that rut we're talking about. Like I can find I can see myself kind of in that health fitness rut where I'm just not consuming as much content, but there's also not as much of a need for me to consume as much health fitness content. Yeah. But you know, so I didn't want to get stuck in doing health fitness. Yeah. And it's like picking a name like the fitness podcast, right? That's very limiting. Cause then from here on out, unless you want to rebrand yourself, yeah, you got to talk about fitness all the time. Yeah. And that's just not, not you. Yeah. No, it's definitely not. It's big. You're not, you're not a, you're not a specific kind of guy. No, I'm all over the place. I have, <laughs> Yeah. I have ADD or something. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> I don't know if I actually have ADD, but I definitely. You definitely don't have the the <coughs> disorder where you focus on one thing too much. No, I mean I'm learning. I I have I have my enjoyment. What if I I really focus on what I enjoy? Yeah. Like if I enjoy something, I really focus on that. Yeah. But if I'm not if I'm not enjoying it, oh, you and Andre are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, Andre, dude, Andre goes. Oh, I'm not having fun. Let's drop. <laughs> Andre's better at that than I am, though, because I'm willing. If if other people are having fun, like mm-hmm. I'm kind of willing to do that. I'm willing to try and make it work. Yeah. But the thing, the way I look at it is, is it's not really like it's it's more of a challenge for me to enjoy. How can I enjoy myself? Yeah. Instead of looking at it as a problem, I look at it. Okay, how can I enjoy myself here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or I've been saying that a lot, but <laughs> yeah, and, no, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And so I like the mindset. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's kind of what I'm learning. There's this weird thing happening in my brain where I look at every situation in my life and I realize like every single problem that I'm seeing that I'm having trouble with really comes from me. Yeah. And then I go, well, how can I just <laughs> deal with everything? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's because every single problem comes from you, you, or you think, right? Yeah. But then the the cool thing is that every single solution doesn't have to come from you. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer them to come from me. Yeah, I mean, actually, everybody yeah. everybody with an ego would. Yeah. But sometimes it's, it's more important to realize what's more important, your ego or your health. Yeah. And it's like, at a certain point, just asking for help is a really healthy thing to do. Yeah. That's one thing. That's one thing I'm I'm doing way less of. That right recently is with this whole book thing, mm-hmm. but it's like I want to see if I can just how much can I do by myself and how much can I fill my plate and find my limit and then we'll see if I tone it back or not. Yeah, yeah. But Andre, 
Andre's definitely one to just go, eh, this is not working. Drop it. Yeah. I look up to Andre that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty cool to a certain point where he really, he really boils it down well. He's like, okay, does this matter? No? Let's stop doing it. Yeah. Or like, is this important? Is this not important? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's something I, I admire. Like, he, he doesn't ever get caught doing bullshit, you know? It's like he, he only does what he enjoys to do or what he needs to do. Yeah, unless he's sitting on his phone. Yeah, <laughs> but he needs that. But, yeah. well, he, he needs that more than you know. <laughs> Does he? He needs the yeah. That's his. That's his safe place. His safe place. Yeah, I can imagine. It's just his phone. I mean, I, it's this summer. Also, I've noticed how much I just my I use my phone as a crutch. Yeah, in so many different like scenarios where I was used to. I used to be such like an outgoing person, and I still am. Yeah, but like definitely now, it's so easy to be in an unfamiliar like social situation and just kind of like pull out your phone and start texting the buddies. Yeah. You know? And I hate that. I don't do because that. Because I love texting my friends, but I hate the fact that it's so easy now. Yeah. Because now it's like pretty much all I want to do when I have my phone yeah. is um, just have that instant gratification. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like when I'm... I, I definitely don't do that. Like I... Because I've trained myself to recognize... I purposefully don't do it because yeah. I, I look at a situation I go or, and, and I'm, I'm in the situation. I say like, I feel a little awkward or something. And I go, let me pull out my phone and I can feel the urge to pull out my phone. Yeah. And I go, no, 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 we're not going to pull out the phone. We're actually just going to stand here. Like if no matter the situation, like if I'm standing in a line, mm-hmm. I've been doing it because I noticed that it's, it's an escape for me to, to pass the time that way instead yeah. of dealing with just waiting. Yeah. It's scary nowadays how afraid everybody is to kind of just wait mm-hmm. and be alone with themselves yeah. and their own thoughts. Mikey brought it up the other day. Mm-hmm. He's like, I use my phone often as a way to kind of escape from my thoughts. And he was like, I don't really do it consciously. It's not like, Oh, I'm thinking too much. Let's pull up my phone. But it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm waiting in line at Chipotle or something. Yeah. And I've got nothing better to do. So mm-hmm. that's just anxiety. That's what yeah. I think. I mean, I've dealt with anxiety. That's what. Yeah. That's how I interpret it's it. Definitely, it's definitely a form of anxiety in some way or yeah. another. It's I definitely just, like being scared to think of something mm-hmm. and choosing not to think rather than to have that opportunity to think of something scary. Yeah. The thing is, though, is that the real, the real way out of it is being able to sit with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the only way around a mental um, setback like depression or anxiety or mental illness like depression and anxiety is to um, just kind of embrace it. Yeah. Which is really hard to it's so hard yeah man that's <laughs> it's so hard to just embrace it and internalize it and just be like okay so currently this is who i am now this is not who i will be but this is who i am now so what well, you have to once you're able what are the steps that i need to take yeah once you're able to say like this is where i am and that a lot of people are i don't i, don't, I can't really say because i haven't talked to too many people about it but i imagine no, but a lot of people a lot of the people are, are living with it without yeah. admitting it and it's holding them back yeah from my experience, once I was able to say, I'm really having a hard time. Like I'm I'm not I'm not enjoying life. I'm really struggling right now. Yeah. Like just internally. Not even externally, not with my goal, just with myself, just living with myself. And once I was able to say, you know what? I really this really sucks and this is where I'm at, and I don't like this. Once you can say and find out where it comes from, then you can say, okay, what do I have to change? Yeah. What do I have to improve? What do I have to, ch- do I have to change anything? 
first off, you can then kind of go through the diagnostic questions. What do I have to change? Do I have to change anything? And then if you go, well, if I want things to improve, I better start doing things in order yeah. to improve. But the weird thing about it is when you're in that mindset, that down, that downcast mindset, you don't want to do anything because it's, no. it's so hard to do things. Yeah, it's crazy how how debilitating just um, or how just unmotivating the uh, the mental illnesses can be. Yeah, and it's like it's like you just every single day is a new day of I don't want to do it. Yeah, and it just builds up over time, over time because it's not you're you're constantly doing things you don't enjoy, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to find things that you do enjoy. Yeah, but part of it is just like realizing it's like if you had a broken ankle, right? Mm-hmm. How long would you live with a broken ankle for? Not that long. Not that long. Yeah. So why do people sit around and be sad all the time? Yeah. It's because they don't realize that it's an illness. They don't realize that it's like mm-hmm. something that can be fixed and that should be fixed. Yeah. I was just reading an interesting book, uh, How to Change Your Brain Before Age 25. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about that a lot of it's just like your brain is just not firing properly. Yeah, absolutely. Like they, and one of the things is, is phones. Like if you have... so. Not not blaming just phones, but let's take phones for example. No, it's pretty much. I would blame only just phones, honestly. For for one of the issues, so there's four different parts of the brain that he talks about, mm-hmm. and there's I forget what part. Of, I should I should have written this down. I would have remembered. But so one of the parts, if you have basically for each part, some part of your brain, if there's an issue in it, you're going to struggle in some other way. Mm-hmm. And one way is like maybe you struggle with attention. Mm-hmm. or something but if you have like over gratification in your brain all the time then you're really going to struggle with other factors yeah and that's that kind of what he talks about is he yeah. goes and if you look at someone with a healthy brain their brain just kind of fires evenly fires very evenly but if you look at someone who has like overactive reward systems or anything else like their brain looks like a christmas tree yeah like it's just all over the place and spiking in different areas and yeah, it's crazy because we didn't evolve to have phones. You know, we didn't have we didn't evolve to have this much pleasure in our lives. No. <laughs> you know, humans evolved to have sucky lives. Like we we evolved to endure the suck. Yeah. And I think a lot of people take that take that for granted. Yeah. Um and just want to like we said earlier, like be happy all the time. Like humans aren't supposed to be happy all the time. Yeah. The weird thing is though, when you everything is we have it so backwards or I have it so backwards. I know I have it backwards because I'm just learning this about myself. As I've so it's it's been like a month where I've been working on my brain this way mm-hmm. and really treating my brain like a muscle as you should this is the, this is the first time in my life where I've looked at my brain and said, "This is a muscle that I need to train, yeah. and there's muscle groups, and I was looking at like my competitive muscle group and how can I improve that because i'm I'm working on how can I compete better mm-hmm. and other assets of my like a- aspects of my life, just how can I live more in the moment how can i do these things so how do i train my brain to do these things and so i was reading this book uh the can't hurt me by david goggins Mm -hmm. and using some of those tools and the crazy thing is that's been happening is when i just say you know what i don't want to do this this sucks and because it sucks and i don't want to do it i'm going to do it my life is just so much better (laughs) it's but it's not because it's not like i'm sitting here freaking out happy it's not like i'm just like in my room laughing my ass off having a great time you know Mm -hmm. it's more just i just feel like because you you're you're confident that because you have the ability to deal with the downs now yeah and that's where true happiness comes from is not being happy but being able to Mm -hmm. become sad and then grow from it yeah and then accept it yeah and the weird thing is once you accept it 
that that's the whole backwards thing is that once you accept it, you're not really sad about it anymore because yeah. now you've you've looked at it for what it is. Yeah. And you've said, well, this is what it is. Now I can actually look at the problem without having all of these emotions. I've learned from my emotions now. My emotions aren't dictating how I'm thinking. I can go, oh, I feel sad because of this. This is why I felt sad. Yeah. This is why I feel happy. And you can look at the root cause of it and saying, oh, I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm sad. Let me try and be happy. Instead of saying, I'm sad. Let me be sad. Yeah. Like, let me see what sadness is like. Yeah. And one thing for me for a long time was I really struggled to, I just went through this whole phase where I tried to become just a fucking robot mm -hmm. <laughs> where I was like, I don't have any emotions at all. Damn. <laughs> I, yeah. I, for a really long time that was, um, well, except for positivity. I was like, mm -hmm. I just want to be uber extremely positive. And so for the longest time I just had like, I had really bad anxiety. I don't know if you knew, yeah. but I had anxiety for, I've had anxiety my whole life mm -hmm. except for, recently i haven't i still have anxiety but it's yeah. like i can look at it and go oh i'm I'm anxious like yeah i'm just anxious that's just what i fucking am right now yeah. you know instead of looking at it and freaking out yeah it's because whenever i am feeling anxious it's because i always feel like i am looking for a problem to solve yeah but i can't find that problem and it's that kind of building tension mm -hmm. where i always need to be solving a problem in my mind or I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels. In the oh, mud. yeah, that's a, that's a total, for me, I get that, total anxiety. Yeah, and it's like, whenever I'm anxious, I'm just like, okay, I need to find a problem. What can I find? Like, what is, what's making, what's making me tick right now? Like, what's making me frustrated? What's making me angry? What's making me happy? And it's just p picking one of those things and not necessarily finding a problem, but finding a way to just think about something. Yeah. Because all anxiety is is your little monkey voice in the back of your head kind of just mm -hmm. having nothing to do and just building tension. Yeah. And it's all about just directing that into some direction. I don't even... I agree with you, but I think there's a step further, which is where I'm, I'm starting to feel now the edge mm -hmm. of... I don't even have that monkey brain anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't have that... So, I grew up reading a lot of books, and uh, I, the way I've always imagined the thoughts in my head, the, the, the critical voice in my head, I always imagine them as words. Mm. So I can see the words like mm. in my head. So everybody knows, like you can close your eyes and imagine something. Yeah. So whenever I hear that voice talking to me, I imagine it coming as words, just these words entering my head. That's how I always imagined it. And so I got really good at just like talking to myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And recently, as I've been training my brain, working on my brain, like I don't even have that anymore. Like yeah. I have it, and I can, but I can hear it, and well, I can go, "Oh, that that's on the side." Like I don't need to listen to that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can just be here, and then I can, when I need to, when I need to say, "Oh, when I need to bring in that critical thinking, problem solving part that is able to kind of talk me through some stuff," then I bring that in, and that's that's what I'm. Man, I just love that. Yeah, yeah. you're you're finally merging your monkey brain and your human brain. Yeah. You know, your little, the little chitters that kind of mm -hmm. drive everybody crazy um, are really, really, uh, can be really, like, yeah. constructive and positive once you finally are in control of them. Yeah. But when they are out of control, that's when anxiety happens and yeah. depression happens. And it's, like, pretty tough to deal with because their thoughts coming from your own brain. Yeah. And it's like, 
if I'm thinking these things, how can they be wrong? Yeah. But it's, it's extremely possible that they are. It's wrong. hard for people to disassociate the fact that you're not your thoughts. Yeah. Is one thing that was, it's for, that's one thing I had to learn a long time is like your thoughts. One thing is your thoughts are this conditioning mm-hmm. over your, your thoughts are okay. There's this, your thoughts are yours because they're yours. You're having them, but you are not your thoughts. Like your thoughts don't define you. Yeah. Well, Cause also yeah. a lot of thoughts are just responses to stimuli that you can't control. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're, and you're, a lot of thoughts, your, your first reaction is not always your final reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why a lot of people get caught up in like, you you were probably just about to say this, but like, your first thought does not define you because your first reaction is always based on survival mm-hmm. or some. Your first first reaction is always the monkey brain reaction. Your first uh your first reaction, um, initial. So if you're coming from a state of where you have a lot of internal dialogue. Your first reaction, because I think there's this this beautiful Zen. I, I feel like I, I've tasted some of that beautiful zenness mm-hmm. and i love it <laughs> yeah, i'm so addicted the, the, to it the inner quiet yeah that inner inner just that inner quiet and outer connectedness it's weird yeah. um but when uh you're able to kind of quiet that mind it's kind of a beautiful thing but your first reaction when you're coming from a state of first off you have to do a lot of self work and i don't know how often people want to do self work but it's really important like you, for me personally when i was going and struggling, I was always looking for outside factors. Like what is what is making me feel this way instead of looking at myself and going, What do I what do I need to improve in myself? Yeah, it's not it's not usually what is making me feel this way. It's like, what am I thinking about this mm-hmm. that's making me feel this way? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times a sucky scenario can just get you down. Yeah. But a lot of the times, like we said earlier, like you do things because they suck, because it makes you stronger. And it's like yeah. Just being able to to turn that energy around is a super important part of being able to keep that positive mindset. Yeah, and so it's just it's just a shame that all these people, like a lot of people, have this critical part in their brain that that they listen to. Yeah, and it's it's hard not to listen to it. It is super hard because it's super loud, and it's, it's really always loud. the it's always pointing out at your your most dire insecurities. Yeah. And it's always it's always kind of just poking and prodding at all the right spots. Yeah, because your brain. I was telling this. I was breaking this down to Andre, and I was explaining it to him. I said, "The reason you have to." And David Goggins, this is actually so. When I was explaining it to Andre, it's because I read it in the book. The reason you have to go to war with your own brain is because your brain is warring with you all the time. Yeah. Even when you don't want it to. Yeah. And it's and it knows insecurities about you that you will never remember. Yeah, well, it's because your brain has one job, right? Yeah. And it's not to make you feel good. It's to keep you alive. Yeah. And that's all the brain is really concerned about doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a society where people really don't have to worry about staying alive so often, yeah, it's a, it provides a really interesting challenge for the brain to kind of now be in a not necessarily unnatural environment, but mm-hmm. be in an environment where it was not really designed to deal with social media it wasn't designed to deal with all these societal pressures and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know the, the human brain is is it's old right yeah. it's outdated we need new brains <laughs> to deal with all the new technology because we can't keep up with the way that that culture is progressing right now yeah. i don't think i don't think that um being exposed to thousands of people every single day mm-hmm. 
is really something humans were meant to do yeah. and meant to be able to do. I don't think you were meant to be able to do it, but I really think the beauty of your brain is that I think you can strengthen it. And when you learn, so there's a lot of things here. I think if one, you can learn to really become secure with yourself and your story, who you are, and just hmm. go, this is, this is, these are the parts I don't like about me. These are the parts I like about me, but this is me no matter what it is. Yeah. You know, cause there's your shit, there's shit you done in your life that you go, you look back and you go, man, I really wish I fucking hadn't done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I really wish I hadn't done that. Yeah. And there's things you go in your life where you go, man, that was amazing. I, I did a good job there. You know, good job, Lucas, yeah. <laughs> you know, but once you're able to say, okay, these are the things in my life that I like and I don't like, but this is still me. Like this is, that's all part of my story. I better get used to it. Yeah. Right. And then from there, you, once you're able to just be secure in yourself and then learning how to be in the moment, learning how to be there. Yeah. Yeah, It's super important. Once you really, I think that is very key is, and you can practice it. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm learning to do it better. And the thing is, is you can't be there all the time. Yeah. You just can't. It's impossible. Yeah. Because well, uh, not being in the moment means you're somewhere else. Yeah. And there's a lot of certainty that comes with being in the moment, right? Yeah. Because right now I yeah. am I am certain about everything that I can see in front of me because I can see it. Yeah. Right? And I'm not anxious about anything in the moment right now because mm-hmm. there's no uncertainty in front of me. And that's what I was kind of... Sorry to cut you off, but that's that mm-hmm. point that I'm... I'm overarching point that I get to. Is that once you can be in the moment and get past all those, your inner ego and insecurities, you can say, oh, well, this social media thing's really no big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it is. That's just, that's just how, that's, it, is. That's how it is. Like, if I go on social media and someone says they don't like me, like, that's not that I have that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not podcasting. You don't have any haters yet? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Not, not, not vocal yet. haters yet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but uh, it's just, then you can say, and man, I, that's one thing that's on my mind I've thought about, too, is what if the podcast, so recently, someone with like almost 100,000 followers reached out to me and just said, very nice, Didn't, it's not like they reached out and asked to come on the show, they just said, hey, nice podcast, and I was like, thank you, like, yeah. I can't believe you actually listened, Yeah. like I said, I was like, holy shit, you actually listened, like, I love what you do, Yeah. and so like you're you're the man like keep doing what you're doing he said yeah and i was like which one did you listen to he told me oh i listened to this one and i said thank you for listening seriously and thank you for for telling me that you listened yeah thank I mean, you he must have been a big fan i mean he only listened to one mm-hmm. but he just said like hey nice podcast and so like, i don't know yeah we'll see where it goes like we'll see if he listens to any more or anything but it's just cool to see that but then i was thinking i was like because then your brain kind of goes to this this place of like, oh, well, if he listened, like, what if other people start listening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, what if the podcast got big one day? Like, I'm talking big. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to capably handle that. Well, right now you wouldn't be. No, no, no. I'm definitely not ready. I'm definitely not but ready. But it's all about like what you said, right? Yeah. The, the human brain's not designed to... Um, yeah. But it's designed to be flexible and it's designed to, yeah. to, to grow and adapt and change. And I don't think it would be any challenge for you to kind of slowly assume that role. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely crazy to see people who are suddenly thrust into the spotlight. Yeah. And it's like it's crazy. nowadays people can blow up like that, right? Yeah. Like there's that, that one guy who had that uh, Minecraft hardcore world. 
Yeah. And he would pull in like 20 viewers on Twitch. Yeah. Right? Then he died in his world. And now he's pulling in 10,000, right? He's got over 8,000 subscribers on Twitch. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. All in the span of his like two, months. His life is forever different. Yeah. Because he in, now has a, a really good income. Oh, yeah. Like a really oh, good yeah. income. 8K subs on Twitch. That's what? So you that's get 16, you 16,000 a month? 16,000. Uh, so it's, you get, f- Twitch gets $5. It's $5 to subscribe. Twitch takes, if you're big enough, depending on how big you are, mm-hmm. Twitch takes half mm-hmm. to start. Mm-hmm. So he's getting at least half of that. I know like Mango, because he has a special deal with Cloud9, I think he gets like three bucks out of every wow. five or maybe even more. Yeah. Like the bigger you are, it's just like, which makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's like salary. Yeah. If you bring in more viewers to the company, then you get paid more, mm-hmm. you know? So that guy, if he's pulling in that many viewers, he might be bringing over that 250, you know? Yeah. If he's bringing over that 250, his life, is, is that's per month. Yeah, <laughs> and it's hard for people to understand. That Mango makes like a six-figure salary. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and also streams. Yeah, he gets paid from Cloud Nine too. Yeah, no, he, he definitely does. doesn't make it from that. Just from streaming. Yo, yeah, just I from streaming. Six- but I'm he might might honestly have a six-figure salary from Cloud Nine too. I can't imagine that. I don't think that it'd be it'd be impressive. That I don't think I don't think he gets six figures from them. I doubt it. Yeah, but definitely from streaming. Mm-hmm. Definitely from streaming. And then you look mm-hmm. at people like Shroud. Oh my God! See, fifty thousand subs, <laughs> right? Fifty thousand yeah, subs. Okay, so twenty-five thousand dollars a month. <laughs> what? No, he not even <laughs> including donations. Oh, I, people don't even think about the do- donations, which aren't taxed. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> donations aren't taxed. He'll probably get like two thousand dollars in donations a stream or something like that. He probably gets a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. Per stream. See, that's just like a different type of life. You know, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine just rolling, rolling out of bed, playing video games for eight hours a day, waking up with twenty five thousand yeah. dollars in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those weird things too. Where, I mean, streaming is hard. Oh like yeah, streaming, streaming is really hard. But, it, like, I wonder. I could obviously. I'm, I'm not a streamer. I wonder. Like he, he has so many subs. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that. How do you push yourself? You know, like what? What is he? I, I wonder. You know, yeah, what are what are his goals? Yeah, I would love if I was him. They were, I'd, I'm at the top. You yeah, know? and <laughs> like, that's where, where you run into that problem of, yeah. oh, I'll all of a sudden I've reached what I wanted to do, and now I have no goals. Yeah, and that's where you have like rich people that are really rich. Yeah, like they're not happy. Yeah, so I'm really curious. <laughs> I would love to ask him, like, what are your goals now? Mm-hmm. You bring in bank, bro. <laughs> like the yeah. amount of money you bring in is stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> It's stupid. <laughs> he he just. I mean, it's not easy. He has to play video games. He has to keep people entertained. He's obviously very good at it. Mm-hmm. But, bro, you bring in bank playing video games. That's yeah. hype. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. It's it's super cool to see uh see how it's kind of transitioning into um. This new this new online like just the, the internet makes it makes yeah. it so easy for you to have a hobby that you turn into a job. Mm-hmm. That's and, which is awesome. Which is definitely the coolest part of the. Well, internet. the thing is, is that society's going that way. Mm-hmm. So, the I forget who talked about it, but eventually we're going to reach a point. This is way down the road, so we're talking hypothetically hundreds, hundreds of years. Twenty. We're talking twenty XX of Earth. <laughs> we're going to get to a point where we're just not going to have enough jobs 
because yeah. we're going to automate things. Mm-hmm. So the way people are going to have to make money, or first off, one of the theories is that you give UBI, universal basic income, mm-hmm. because just people aren't going to have jobs. Yeah. Or And then people making money off hobbies, like streaming games. Yeah. And which is weird to think. It's weird to think that eventually society, if we don't blow ourselves up, like if we don't blow fingers ourselves crossed. up, <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> praise, praise. <laughs> yeah. Um, About a forty-five percent chance that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Optimistic. Yeah. But um, that eventually we'll just get. We probably won't be alive to see it, but just that society will just have pushed to the point where all of a sudden people don't really have to work. Yeah. yeah. And I was reading a dis a utopian dystopian book where that happens and people are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people go bananas. Yeah, well. There is a, so the book is called Scythe. It's a fairly, it's a super easy read. It's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a young adult fantasy novel. Yeah. So it's not even, not even like really hard fantasy to read. Yeah. But the internet has taken over the world. <laughs> so what happens is the internet, which is this, the becomes AI mm-hmm. and the oh, internet, fucking AI. yeah, it just, <laughs> We better not fuck with AI. <laughs> we better I'm not fuck it up. Right now, we better not fuck with AI. <laughs> so the internet becomes an AI, and it becomes the thunderhead. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it just goes, we're just taking over the world. Yeah, that's what it would do. That's why we can't <laughs> fuck with AI. And it just makes all governments obsolete, mm-hmm. and it makes the world perfect. <laughs> and people don't die anymore. <laughs> the only way people die, because if they die, they can bring them back because they have nanobots in their blood the internet developed. Yeah, and so the only way people die is that they have these people that go around called scythes, and they just go around they kill people permanently. That's their job. Interesting. Yeah, so that's the whole young adult fantasy novel part of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, but sounds cool. The crazy part about it is this whole internet thing, where yeah. the internet is it knows how to fix the roads better because it can just look at all the data of human history and say, "Yep, this road's probably going to go down at that point, so we're going to go fix it." Mm. But nobody has to work anymore because the oh. internet takes care of everything. Yeah. It takes care of everything. So nobody has to do any work. So you have people that, like you have these teenagers that their way of rebelling is they fucking kill themselves. What? Like they jump off, they jump off buildings. Yeah. It's called splatting. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They jump off buildings and kill themselves yeah. because they know they're not going to die. Damn. So there's like, he, he, the one guy has his friends and he's like, yeah, my friends like splatted seven times since the beginning of the year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like how, <laughs> what do your parents do about the hospital bills? And he's like, ah, Thunderhead takes care of it because <laughs> yeah. it's not going to let anyone die. That's crazy. I can't. I hope we never get there. I hope. I hope humans never become immortal because as soon as that happens, society's changing. The the second that happens, society's a different place. I'm uploading my brain, man. Bro, I'm not. A, I'm definitely. I'm dying. My brain's dying with my body. <laughs> I'm. That's how it's meant to be. That's how it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm either uploading my brain or I'm freezing my body. I've decided already. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll freeze my body. That that's that's fair game. There's one brain. thing I want to live for. I want to live for, I want to see the galaxies collide. Ooh. I want to see the Milky Way galaxy Ooh. and the galaxy over collide. It's in like 2 billion years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that'll happen. I don't even know if Earth might stop like spinning in 2 billion years. Yeah. Well, I'm, like that. what I'm banging on, yeah. hear me out, is What's we finally game? fucking figure out space travel by then. <laughs> 2 billion years is a long time. Yeah. I, I'd say probably 2 billion years is pretty reasonable. Um, <laughs> We Especially figured out how to get over the ocean. <laughs> At one time, yeah, that the, was space. <laughs> that was only like 500, 600 years ago, too. Which is crazy. <laughs> Which is crazy. 
We went from not being able to fucking sail across the ocean to being on a different, basically, planet. I mean, the moon's not technically a planet. Yeah. It might as well be. It it might as well be a planet. To us, to us it might as well be a planet. Yeah. I, it's It's crazy. And, like, the transition between the first flight and then putting people on the fucking moon was less than, like, 100 years. Boo. Yeah. Boo. So what are we going to do in the next 100 years? And it only gets exponentially faster. Exactly. Yeah, which is insane. Insane to think about. That the future is something that I'm excited yet nervous for. Definitely. Because, so uh, I was re- listening to a history podcast, famous history podcast. The name drops continue. Dan Carlin. <laughs> um, and he's talking all about World War One, mm-hmm. And World War One really, it was not this good versus evil war. What really happened was it was like all these old heads yeah, that just it was a bunch of politics and bullshit. Yeah, it was a bunch of politics and bullshit, and all these old heads went to war and tried to have this old style war, but all of a sudden they gave everybody fucking guns. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It was it was and the clash of the clash of the tech. Like, yeah, think about this. So the whole entire British fleet that mm-hmm. was made, they made a brand new fleet, paid all this money for this brand new fleet before the war started. In, in like 1900, 14 years later, the war starts and that whole entire fleet is obsolete. Yeah. The whole entire thing was just, they were like, yeah, we can't use it. <laughs> like, we just can't use it. And like, I understand that it's new, but yeah. we can't fucking use it. <laughs> it is literally going to get blown out of the fucking water. Yeah. And then you had people, this is how they used to fight. They would, they were using cannons they would just fucking line up and and whoever had more whoever had better guns and more dudes would win napoleon napoleon when he was conquering had one of the best artilleries and he was using Mm -hmm. cannonballs Mm -hmm. and that was like a huge war from there which was i forget how much earlier it was than that it wasn't that much earlier was it no it really wasn't it was like uh napoleon was like what was he okay let's just say how about this 1776 Yes. America. God bless America. God bless America. We were using cannonballs. Yeah. Less than, so in 1914, we all of a sudden have artillery <laughs> where these men are standing in trenches and it's called drum drum fire, I believe. Drum fire artillery. It's something along that. Uh-huh. The reason it's called drum fire, or I forget the actual name, but it has drum in it, is mm-hmm. because the bombs are dropping so fast that it sounds like a drum roll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like, fucked. We can now, we can kill people without even seeing them. Yep. We can kill people on the other side of the planet. Yeah. What, who let that happen? <laughs> people. How have we made that our priority? I don't think it's priority number one, but it's a, it's definitely a problem that people are continuing to solve. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. definitely something that people are still working on. Yeah. Which is weird. To me... To me, it's crazy. I, I think I've, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I've done, I've recorded, I've sat down in front of this mic over 300 times now, I think. It probably is difficult so, to tell what is happens in the podcast and what happens in real life. Oh, no, it's, it's happened. It's, it's really hard sometimes. <laughs> it's like, did I think that in the car on the way home from work? Did I say that on the podcast? Sometimes I get worried. I get like super paranoid. <laughs> like I, I think of a terrible joke in my mind and I go, I really, really hope that at some point I never said that on the podcast. <laughs> like I'm just like, I really hope that. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, is I'm myself on the podcast and but like 
everybody has these thoughts where they go, man, you know, that's just not a good thought. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's like, ooh. Yeah, like, ooh, that, <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself for thinking yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm disappointed for thinking that. That's exactly yeah. what happens. And just sometimes I'm like, I really, really hope that I just didn't slip up one time mm-hmm. and just had some stupid-ass thought, smooth brain thought yeah. on the podcast yeah. that would completely set me back. That mm-hmm. just, like, it isn't me, but I would just make some stupid idiot mistake. Yeah. Which is bound to happen. Yeah, but still, you got to remember your thoughts aren't you. Yeah. No, my thoughts aren't me, but I'm bound to make a mistake on the podcast, which is terrifying, kind of terrifying. But, you know, maybe maybe you have a really funny mistake in your podcast. That's yeah. the one that blows up. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. No, I'm worried, like, I say something, like, super offensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> we get canceled. <laughs> I would never get canceled. But the one thing that worries me is that in kind of in today's, because I like making jokes. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not a comedian, mm-hmm. obviously. I'm not the funniest person ever. But it's also like I'd be worried that sometimes like the jokes, if I ever make like a joke that's bad or something like, I'd be afraid of the backlash, you know? Yeah. Like, that's something I'd definitely be afraid of. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how we're becoming a more and more tolerant society at the same time also becoming more and more intolerant of like stupid shit. Yeah. It's well. The thing is, is that the people that really dislike it and are really loud about it. Yeah, yeah they're really loud about it. And it's Vocal not minority. The thing is, is that like I know who I am, and I know that this is the line that that intrigues me. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know if I'm going to push this line ever, but this is the line that intrigues me for the podcast. Is so I myself on the podcast, I like to joke around, but I also know that I'm like a good person and. My goal is not to hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could sit down with a lot of people. Yeah. Like a lot of people and just have a good time with them. Yeah. Like I, I know that. And or I hope so. <laughs> but I could have I could sit down in front of people, have a good time, and I wouldn't really say anything mean personally to them and to their faces. But I also like to make jokes. Yeah. And then I worry I'm like, man, like how do I balance that if again, hypothetically, let's say the podcast got real big. Like, how would I balance making jokes or, like, joking about my friends or something and making jokes about my friends, but balance the fact that, like, really just deep down, I'm, I'm just not a, I'm not a mean person, you know? Yeah, like, well, I, wonder... I suppose the thing is that you can't really control who listens to your podcast yeah. until you start making offensive jokes. <laughs> people who get offended will get weeded out, and then your audience will just yeah. become people who you resonate with and... It's going to make yeah. your content better in the long run. Yeah. Well, I, I don't say that many offensive jokes anyway. No, you really don't. It's just like my worry is that one time I would just like make this horribly offensive joke. Yeah. By accident. You yeah. Know? Like just say, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how you do that by accident, but it, in today's climate, I guess you could. Oh, easily. You could accidentally. We might have said something that has offended somebody. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Like we're just hanging out. I wouldn't be that surprised. But I think, I mean, those are important questions, you know, as you oh, go. Oh, definitely. Especially when you're when you're uploading um, anything onto the internet, just to be conscious of how many eyes can see that so easily mm-hmm. and how many different people are going to be hearing that and hearing every single person is going to interpret the podcast differently. Yeah. That's the thing, too, is that you can't control. What you really can't control is how people interpret it. Yeah. Which is the crazy thing, which kind yeah. of, it makes me sad. It makes me sad because the thing is, is that I know... Again, you, you have a way that you want your podcast to be interpreted. I have a, a general idea of how I would want it to be interpreted. But the thing, the thing that gets me more is that, let's say, again, I got big and where the podcast got big 
and someone interpreted my joke poorly, I know I could probably sit down in front of that person and say like, hey, hey man, like what's going on? Yeah. And they would it'd probably turn out really fine, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <coughs> but you're afraid of the, uh, the kind of strength and anonymity that the internet provides and how it's, nobody's really afraid to kind of dig into you and, and be mean to you on the internet because yeah. there's so many of you that it's like, you're hiding a crowd, yeah. you know, and you're not going to be afraid to throw a tomato at the musician on stage because yeah. there's 10,000 other people in the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, but if it was just you and that musician, you're not throwing that tomato yeah, because he's going to bust your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know. Because like tome time, we just are so raunchy. Oh, I can imagine. Like <laughs> something's going to be said on tome time <laughs> that I'm like, yeah. like, how do you get away with saying or not get away with, but how can you just be okay with, like, I don't know. that That's where I'm learning. Like, I'm not ready for, like, I definitely wouldn't be ready to have thousands of followers. You know? Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably not too uh, concerned about policing your content yet. I mean, I, I keep a, you I'm keep not a dumb. Clean. Yeah. Like, I'm not dumb. Like, I, the thing is, is like, who I am anyway is, like, I'm not going around making offensive jokes on, on the daily. Like, I, it's not like I... I sh- I roll up and I go, hey, let me say this awful thing. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just not my goal. <laughs> yeah. But like you know when I'm talking to my friends, I'll be like, eh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But, yeah, I mean, I think I think the way that everybody acts with their friends is completely fine. Yeah. I don't really think that you can really, or the way you act with your friends is really a good judge of your character. Yeah. Because it's like not the average. Yeah. You know, and you should be judging somebody's character off of their average character. Yeah. And, like, you have to kind of look at how they act with their friends, how they act with their parents, how they act alone, how they act with their family. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, like, having a good time with your friends, I yeah. wouldn't be really surprised if people were super offended about that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. At least I would never be, you know, mm-hmm. because I know that I am a completely different person if I'm sitting down in front of, like, two professors. Yeah. Or if I'm sitting down in front of you and Andre. Yeah. The thing is, is that each situation is a little bit different, right? Yeah. When I'm sitting down, the way I'm sitting down and talking to you, like the purpose of this podcast and the discussion we're having is much different than when I have Andre come down here and Joe and I, and we all sit down around the table and start talking about some raunchy ass (laughs) shit (laughs) that, that, well, like it's, it's not the raunchiest podcast you've ever listened to, but for my content, it's definitely raunchy, you know? Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. That's like you all put these an things. Eighteen plus tag on them. I do. I put on all of these, all the interviews, because I usually drop an f bomb. Yeah. And so, and also too, if the guest I was ever talking to, you know, like if they were uncomfortable, yeah, I don't know. makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting puzzle. Like it's something that I like. I can I'm thinking about, but I also know the only way I'm ever going to learn is by learning along the way you know yeah yeah i mean it's like the uh the the best way to learn sometimes is to just fuck everything up yeah Mm -hmm. and just start over (laughs) my biggest fear okay how about this my biggest fear would be like i don't (laughs) i'm not one of these people but i have big fears like my biggest fear would be like my podcast does fairly well Mm -hmm. and then i just do some stupid <laughs> viral YouTuber mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to get one of those, I'm sorry, all capital 
YouTube post. I never want to make one of those. It's yeah. just over 10 minutes long. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like, I never, I mean, I, I don't think I'm that dumb. Like, I would never Logan Paul it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I would never, never. Oh, here's some dead bodies. Let's film them. <laughs> I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that was some seriously smooth brain shit. <laughs> so smooth brain. I mean, unreal. <laughs> that guy is. He grinds though. Like he, he does. grinds. I mean, and, he's definitely got a super successful business model. Yeah, he has. Which is that's the whole thing. Like he has a really success. That guy has a really successful business model. He's thrown into the spotlight. Yet somehow along the way, he just fucked it up. Yep. Like not even. He hasn't like fucked it up to the point where nobody like he's still huge. I'm not yeah. saying he's not huge, but I'm saying he definitely took a big misstep. He lost like two or three million subscribers, I think. Really? He lost several million. For sure. That'll do it. Yeah. I mean he still had several million yeah. to end with. I wonder what that's like. It must be so fucking crazy. It must be crazy, but I wonder what was going through his mind. Oh. Because um I can't imagine much. Well the thing is that I do what I'm thinking is like, would I ever do that? Mm-hmm. Like if I was in his, uh, the thing is Jordan Peterson talks about this. So this is pretty controversial. Um, so he says there's a, so this is, he was on London real, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the lessons to be learned from Hitler and the Nazis. Interesting. And he said that there's lessons to be learned there. And the lesson is that you're the Nazi. But, and that is that if you are in that situation, Mm-hmm. You would either be a Nazi, or you yeah. would most likely be a Nazi, yeah. or you would most likely be you probably wouldn't have been someone who was hiding Jews away. Yeah, you know what I mean. You probably would have just been the status quo. Yeah, I mean quo. The, the heroes are the minority. Yeah, that's the thing. And so the mm-hmm. curia, like the thing that I think about is I go, if I had made that much money so fast and I went that viral, <laughs> I I like to think that I wouldn't have posted that video. Yeah, you know. But there's no way to know. Yeah. I like to think that you wouldn't. I don't think you would have either. No. Um, but there's this weird tricky. There's this weird thing that happens when people get a lot of money, right? Yeah. Like, look at, Con, look at Conor McGregor now. Oh, my God. Conor McGregor. I used to like him. I don't like him anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to After think. After he slapped that old man or whatever he did to he that old man. He punched him in the face. Yeah, okay. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was like 97. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think. Yeah. No, he was definitely old. It was like you can't, you just can't be doing that stuff. I don't care how rich you are. <laughs> no, you can't. It's you like, can't be punching old guys in the head. Yeah, it's like he went on and apologized, but that's the thing is that why? Like, I wonder what is there the thing that it's kind of scary to see, right? Is to see people make these mistakes. The reason it's scary for me is because I wonder. I go, if I was in that situation, I had all this money, and I thought I was like the owner of the world. Yeah. I'd be because the thing is, is I would never want to do something like that. Mm, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I would never yeah, no, want to do something like that. Like yeah. I, and that's the thing that Jordan Peterson talks about. Is I would want to be the hero. Yeah. Like I would want to be the guy that says I'm hiding Jews away in my closet. Yeah. And making sure that they get a. I want to be doing that. Yeah. That's what I want to. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing is you don't know it, and most likely, you probably weren't. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And that's hard pill to swallow. For sure. That's a hard pill to swallow. But now, now, I mean, obviously, we're talking about very drastically different situations No, here. but I mean, even still, still swallowing that pill is like the first step to not being... An asshole. An asshole. Not being that person. It's, it's, it's the first step 
moving towards being the minority or being the person who's, you know, saving a bunch of people. Yeah. So I think what you're doing right now is a step ahead of all the people who have fucked up. Yeah. Because the, the, the great part about watching other people fuck up is you get to learn from their yeah, mistakes. Yeah, that's true. That's because really learning true. from your own mistakes is great. Learning from other people's mistakes is great because you didn't make the mistake. Mm-hmm. And it's still a great learning experience. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, one part of it is too, is like, even as we're sitting here, like, I don't, I'm not trying to call them out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. say like, it's just like, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like simple human math. <laughs> yeah. It's like, never in my life have I ever been so frustrated with somebody. I have hit them. I've never done that. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've, probably, I've hit my I've brother. Probably, I've hit my brother. Yeah, I've hit Andre too. When definitely. I was... When I was younger, yeah. <laughs> but as I've as I've gotten older, <laughs> as yeah. I've as my brain decided, like, yeah. as my brain eventually got out of like stupid middle school or high school brain was like, yeah, punching people bad idea. Yeah, never works. It never works. It'll get you. You'll get us. You'll get assault charges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just not a good idea. And I just I can't imagine someone would have to do something so bad, especially it's, but punching an old dude in the face. <laughs> It'd be like punching a kid. The thing is, is that if an old dude set came up to me and was like, yeah, like, fuck your mom or something like that, mm-hmm. I would just be like, probably I would just go like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, okay. Like, I would probably, like, honestly, I'd be probably <laughs> like, I'd feel weird. I would just yeah. feel weird. You wouldn't know what to do. I just wouldn't know. But you wouldn't punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> but then again, I don't have a hundred fucking million dollars. True. True. You know? Yeah. That's the weird part. It's the, it's, that's where... Yeah, like is it's it money the, uh, or I don't know? These yeah. are all really interesting, complicated questions. You do you think Conor McGregor was thinking about like, oh, what if I was in the situation I didn't have a hundred million dollars? Would I still punch that dude in the face? I don't know. I don't because something tells me he probably would. <laughs> That's all it's I not got. The first That's time a... he's been like aggressive, right? He's definitely assaulted people before. Well, he's a fighter. Yeah, I can't. The way he solves these. Talk like the way he settles things is yeah, is by punching people in the face and being point. very good at it. Yeah, he's very good at punching people in the face. Very good at knocking them out. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's these are all really difficult questions to answer. As yeah, as well because we ta- don't have that we don't have that perspective yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and hopefully we do someday. Yeah, but it's an interesting challenge to try to try and gain that perspective mm-hmm. without any real tools to yeah. do so mm-hmm. to kind of simulate that perspective yeah, well that's what i kind of do so i i like to practice thinking like okay podcast takes off right mm-hmm. like i kind of like to practice thinking myself through like i look at those problems and i go i, I don't want to deal with those problems yeah you know well, you got to dress yeah. for the job you want yeah so it's weird because really I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. You you should already be building this podcast to be like huge. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's the my my goal. Like yeah. I have big goals for the podcast, but I definitely talk and, and and I couldn't there's technical side of stuff where it's I get better at talking in general. Like that's actual that's just tech skill. Mm-hmm. Like there's tech skill and then there's neutral, which is where I like I don't make really dumb mistakes. And I also, that's how I actually gear my podcast, like the message of my podcast. And I think I kind of have that down. I'm not down, but I have a rough idea. And my, 
I know what I'm about. Like I know I, I know who I am. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Kind of. I'm still learning. That's the thing I'm learning too. Is I'm learning who I am every day, which is so cool. Because well, who you are every day changes. Yeah. And learning who you are is really not figuring out how you're different every day. It's it's figuring out what makes you different from day to day and understanding that kind of fluctuation and variation yeah. in your character. And because nobody's the same person two days in a row. Yeah. And it's very important to understand that, first of all, that is human. Yeah. That is normal. And to understand that variation is to understand um, kind of, or not to understand, but sorry, to understand that variation is to be able to control it. Yeah. And as soon as you can kind of understand it, you can start to plot it. You can start to say, yeah. oh, you know, I'm having three good days in a row. What's that like? What's that mean? What's my fourth day going to be like? Yeah. I also think that as we talk about like these issues and that like, let's say one of us ever got famous or mm-hmm. something is that I think a lot of it also comes down to that dealing with your own insecurities of like, now you're famous. Like you have the spotlight on you, you know, and someone who's dealt with it really well is Joe Rogan. Like, yeah, that he's the person who comes to mind a lot because, okay. So I listened to, I'm going to keep dropping names, but I listened to Tim Ferriss and I listened to Ben Greenfield and Tim Ferriss, his podcast is dealt towards productivity Mm. and just, or, or being a better person and, like, how can he improve himself to live his, like, what he wants to do, right? Like, so he'll have big businessmen on or and, and to talk about money and stocks and everything. Or he'll have, like, some health guy on, talk about health and fitness. He had Arnold on to talk about stuff. So he does big interviews of big guests. Mm-hmm. And it's more about high-profile guests and breaking down their habits. I think that's what he says. Is Like, my podcast is about finding the highest-profile guests or not highest, but high-profile guests, what are their habits and how, how are they successful because of that? And so he has that aspect, but then you look at Rogan where he has a lot of those people on, but then he still has the fight companions on where he's saying whatever, like, he's just joking yeah, Rogan around. Rogan is just, he's so authentic. Yeah, that's he's the thing. He's never been anybody other than Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Which is, it's Comple- awesome. It's so admirable. I'm not saying Tim's not authentic but i'm saying that rogan is someone who's been able to balance all those yeah, different he's, aspects he's still doing what he wants to do and he, he's still doing what the fans want to see him do yeah you know he's, he's getting everything the to, whole time yeah exactly and i guess i like a fear like that's the same question can you be yourself like how do you like it's that's kind of scary yeah it's kind of scary when you're to think about like in a professional setting will i be yeah. able to be myself yeah even me like I've so I'm about to hit eleven thousand listens. Yeah, it's kind of I think about that sometimes, and I go, well, well some of them are bots, mm-hmm. like some of them are most definitely bots, but let's say half of them aren't. It's five thousand times, whether or not it's the same people or not, have come and clicked in, and there's definitely people that I don't know. Yeah, that have clicked in and listened, and then I have to go. That is everything they know about me. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that is their opinion is based off of. 20, 30 minutes of you talking. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It is super weird. Yeah. It's super weird. And and the same thing is... for my guests, too. So, like, yeah. for you. Yeah. The same thing is it, which they is weird. even less about me. I'm a great person, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. He's yeah. terrible. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. But that's just, it's a weird world. It's, and I guess that. Super weird world. That's also coming down to what we were talking about before is that the human brain's not really geared towards it. It's but if you all. you can really come down and accept your own insecurities, you can end up 
rolling with the punches like Rogan yeah. does. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's that is incredible. It's just I'm I wonder he has his own struggles, but I would love to talk to him and, and wonder like how often do you feel like you're present in the moment? Like I'd love to see his habits actually. Yeah. I think he, he's he's really good at that though. He's talked about it before where especially with his kids like if he has a night with his kids, like he doesn't bring his phone out or anything, and mm. which is pretty interesting. Which yeah. kind of goes back to the phone that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I think that's a big one, just pulling you out of the moment. It's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad because it pulls you exactly. It pulls you out of the moment and it throws you into the. It throws you into the past. Yeah, and it throws you into the past where you're not focusing on or the future. Yeah, or the, it like, just it just throws you somewhere else that's not right now, yeah. and introduces a lot of uncertainty because you're only seeing people at their best, mm-hmm. which is problematic. Super problematic. It's once the thing is though, it's problematic once only if you can't accept the fact that you're only really seeing their best. Yeah, you know, which is it's 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 pretty tricky for, and that all comes from insecurity. Yeah, and your own ability to. I don't have to compare myself to other people. Yeah. Like I can even tell like when I have insecurities about things now much better, you know? And that's how I know, like I wouldn't be ready to have tens of thousands of followers <laughs> making trout money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you probably surprised yourself how fast you became ready for it. Yeah. It was kind of trial by it, fire. Yeah, exactly. You know, sink or swim. Yeah. I'm um, sure. Do you have any of those worries as you're, not after so, school, but that you start thinking about jobs and stuff. Yeah, well, I've got a pretty big worry that I am kind of just getting by yeah. right now. Um, I had that fear. And it's like, I'm not really, I mean, I'm pushing myself in school, you know, but I'm definitely not at my limit. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely afraid to find my limit, I think. I think I think everybody is. Yeah. I think the, the reason everybody's afraid to find their limit is because one, it's so weird, but you're just afraid to fail. Yeah. You're just afraid to try so hard and try everything, and you still fucking fail. Yeah, I know that feeling. I mean, yeah, I, but I guess there's no way around it. I mean, everybody fucking yeah. fails. Right? That's the thing is, but if failure is good. Once you learn failure is good, I'm gonna, learn. I mean, there's probably nobody who's failed more than the most successful people in the world. Yeah, that I mean, that's true. Yeah, they the reason and. But the also they have the ability to like once they fail they are able to move past it and learn from it. Yeah, and they move usually very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly, and that's you can train your brain to do that. You can train your brain, and the only way to do that is by failing fucking hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's definitely a, a huge part. Is I'm I'm definitely super afraid to fail. Uh, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, I think. Yeah. Oh, that all comes from a sense of in yourself, like. Uh, this sense of failure within yourself it's it's yeah. weird it's not that you want it to be perfect it's it's afraid that you're afraid that you can't make it perfect yeah you exactly. know mm-hmm. which is it's it's such a weird way of thinking but that's really what it is yeah and it's like a place of anxiety yeah but you got just gotta, gotta realize that nothing's perfect yeah and that trying to make something perfect is stupid yeah you just have to make it what it is and then improve it yeah that's uh we had a friend who wanted to write mm-hmm. um and he wasn't gen- very good um, but he, I told, what I told him, what I said was I've, I've listened to some people talk about writing and how they improve their writing. I said, if you want to get better at writing, I'm not a writer, but what you have to do is just start writing. 
Yeah. You just have to start writing and writing and writing and writing and writing, and it's going to be bad. Like, because yeah. you're starting. Yeah. And everybody's bad when they're starting. Yeah. <laughs> Jake from Adventure Time, the first step to being kind of sort of good at something is being really bad at something. Yeah. <laughs> or sucking at something is the sign that you're, it's, I, I got to look it up, but it's like being bad at something is the sign that you're. It's like the first step to being good at something. Yeah. Being kind of sort of good at something. Yeah. But for writing, like, you're going to be really bad. I listen to my first podcasts. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Not bad, but I mean, I had I had a knack. I have a knack for it. Yeah. I like sitting down and talking to the mic. Yeah. I like talking to people mm-hmm. um, or on the mic. I really like talking to people on the mic. I'm kind of a loner off the mic. Yeah. But just I have like a feel for it. But I, I go back and I listen. I go, that was pretty good when I did it. And I thought it was really good. And now I go, man, I'm so much better now. Yeah. Like I'm just more comfortable now. Like, I'm more comfortable think, to make mistakes now. Do you ever think that the fact that the reason that you are a better conversationalist on the podcast than, say, in normal life is because of the fact that you know that you're being recorded? Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, but it's not because... It's because all of a sudden it's it's like a match. This is yeah. It is now a match. Like this is it's on the line now. It's game time. Yeah. Like it's game time. Like I have to talk. Yeah. And I have to be me. So I have to be me, and I have to talk, and I have to really make it work. And yeah. I have a, I have a very good excuse. Yeah. To talk, because I enjoy talking and sitting and and being conversationalist with people. Mm-hmm. But there's this thing that in real life I, I really don't fucking like talking to people. Yeah. Like I just don't like talking just because all this information that I'm getting that uh, like, I'm just so prone to picking up information and just using it. Mm-hmm. I, like I'm, I'm a fast learner that way. Like I can just, I, I notice it. Like my brain just picks it up and starts using it like a sponge. Yeah. And so when I'm just sitting and talking to my friends all the time and like talking about stuff and I'm not like, I'm just kind of, I don't know afraid of like the information that I'm going to pick up and use kind of, you know? Yeah. I'm not, not afraid, but I just don't like, to- I don't know. It's hard to explain. I just don't like talking that much. Like, no, I mean, it makes sense because it's like, if you're going to, um, if you're going to put yourself out there into, into a conversation, yeah. especially for somebody who's not super extroverted like you, um, you're also not super introverted, but I've I definitely would more introverted. I would definitely say you're more introverted, yeah. but it's, it, it, starting a conversation is, it's a commitment. Yeah. It's a commitment to kind of let other people into mm-hmm. your life for a little bit. Yeah. Not, but it's still a commitment. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard for me to, I just don't like that. It, this is, so this is, as you guys can still tell, I'm stumbling because this is something I haven't really pieced together yet. I just don't, I don't like hanging out that much. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I kind of like just being by myself. Yeah. Like I like listening to audiobooks. And so like when Andre and I hang out, like Andre and I don't really hang out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when we play melee now, like I sit down to play melee. Yeah. I don't really talk that much. <laughs> well, you're just a very objective person. Yeah. And when you're not when you're not working towards something, yeah. it's probably a little bit yeah. a little bit stress inducing, anxiety inducing, maybe something like that. Yeah. Because you, you, you like to keep your wheel spinning. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's where a lot of people, like a lot of super successful people, mm-hmm. get all their drive from is because they can't sit still. Yeah, and I think part of it is too is like I'm I'm really busy working on myself. 
Yeah. And it's really hard for me to manage talking to a bunch of different people mm-hmm. and... And still kind of policing your own thoughts, making sure yeah, that none of, your, yeah. none of your insecurities are manifesting themselves in the way you're yeah. speaking or something like that. And it's like, it's a very interesting way to kind well, of... Well, I'm really uncomfortable talking to people in in big settings or not big settings. Like I, I wouldn't mind, like I've given speeches before. Mm-hmm. I get nervous before speeches, but I love giving speeches. Yeah. It's like social settings, hanging out with people. It's because there's so much stimuli. Yeah. There's so many different parts to the conversation going on. And usually what happens is I feel like I can't be myself. Mm. Like I feel like I say something or I'll say certain things. I feel like I adjust to the situation. Yeah. And that, and that adjustment's not necessarily true to who your average is because yeah. your that adjustment has pushed you too far to one end of the spectrum. Yeah. And it makes especially feel, in a big group, you don't get the opportunity to kind of correct that. It makes me feel really emotional. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me feel really like up and down. Yeah. And then afterwards I'll usually come back and I'll be like, like, am I, do I really feel that way? Yeah. Or was I just kind of talking to that person and I just made the, I just made that like an adjustment yeah. in that situation. You know what I mean? Like I just, it's hard for, it's harder for me to tell who I am mm-hmm. when I'm around a lot of people. Yeah. But the thing is, is on the mic, it is much easier for me right now. This is, this is easy for me. Yeah. This is easy. I, I mean, I have certain doubts in my head. Mm-hmm. That, that's just normal though. And all I know is that when this turns on, I have to be me. Yeah. Because otherwise this doesn't work. Yeah. And if I'm unsure, like if I'm unsure about something, I have to be unsure about it. Mm-hmm. And I can't posture. That's one thing I've had to yeah. learn too is like. You can't hide from your, your own. You can't hide from yourself. Yeah. I can't because I'm putting it out there, you know? And I would not yeah. feel good if I was putting me out there and it, well, it wasn't me, you know? Like, I've there's been times on the pocket, like, so on the Monday preview refresher Fridays, like, if I'm working on something on, like, I say I'm working on it, I better be working on it. Because <laughs> I don't feel, so there's been times where I said, like, like, on my goals, like, I say my goals at the beginning of the month, and there will be times where I go, like, I want to read four books this month, right? And when I don't get that, and I'm talking about it on the podcast, I'm talking about how I read and... I want to read four books. I either tone it down and I go, okay, you know what? I haven't been reading as much. I don't want to talk about this on the podcast Mm -hmm. because if I'm putting this out there that I'm this big reader, then I better be fucking reading. Yeah. Well, you feel a sense of accountability because it's out there and it's it's kind of permanent and it's, it's recorded. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I definitely feel a sense of accountability because again, you're putting it out there. You have to be true to yourself. Yeah. So like I said before, it's, once you sit down in front of the mics, it's game time. And so, I mean, obviously it's not always, and that's one thing too, I try to do is talk about where I I don't do well. That's one thing I'm trying to work on is like, if, if I don't accomplish some goals, I'll go, yeah, I didn't do this this month because I get, that's a good way of balancing out that, that message that you send out and when you're failing. Cause that's a, that's another way of just balancing out that authenticity that you're not just on all the time, you know? Because I'm not on all the time. It's just not yeah. true. It's impossible for me. It's possible for everybody. Yeah. Like, I just can't. I'm. <laughs> look, I make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm diligent, but... <laughs> oh, well, guess what? You're human. Yeah. That's that's the word you were looking for. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm, some, I'm I'm a mortal. Yeah. I'm a mortal. And it's harder for me to find that, especially in, like, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Hanging out just feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, just sitting down, and I'm just not... It's not my thing. Yeah, I don't know. 
but I, I also don't do a lot of things that people do when they hang out. Yeah. Like I don't I don't watch movies. Mm-hmm. Um I've watched some anime, which I enjoy, but not everybody yeah. watches anime. I don't really like playing video games that much anymore. Mm-hmm. I only I like playing melee. Yeah. But that's cuz I'm getting better at melee. Mm-hmm. And then I like some board games. But I don't know. Yeah, I think probably the reason you don't like hanging out is cuz you you're not really always hanging out with your best friends. Yeah. You know, like when you hang out with Joe, it's probably fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. But I, you're not always doing anything. You're just talking with Joe and that's fun. Yeah. Sometimes we just sit. We've been hanging out a long time. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate your time uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, next week will be part two with Jimmy, so be sure to tune in again then. Uh, if you have any questions for me or anything, all of the links will be down in the show notes for the music uh, and then as well as all my social media stuff if you have any questions for me. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.